Welcome to Inside Podcast with Peter Tao and John Kenny. Let's jump right in. Hi guys, my name is Tao Imadi. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I want to welcome you guys to Insight. Um, Jiki, what's the challenge now? I, I was just supposed to introduce me and I now say hi guys. You need to chill now. You need to chill. Let me just finish my role of introduction and then I'm going to bring you in. All right. So, hi guys. Once again, my name is Tawo Imadi and I'm excited to be here. I want to welcome you guys to Insight with um, Tawo Imadi and um, John Kenny. Of course, John Kenny is here. John Kenny, I'd like you to oh, yeah, say something finally. Hi guys. Hi guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I want to welcome you guys once again to Insight and yep. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that um, we're doing this because it's been a long time coming and what is Insight? Insight is supposed to be a platform for thoughts, just thoughts, just mainly thoughts and we are, of course, some of these thoughts are pre-thought about but we just want to make sure that we keep it as led as possible and it's not a teaching theological class. Do you understand what I'm saying? So. for everyone joining wherever you're joining from, I just want to welcome you once again and let's 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 get this thing on. The, our first conversation uh, is gonna be broken down into a number of parts. Um it's themed the one man syndrome. The one man syndrome, you know. And of course we're gonna take time to talk about a number of um, examples from scripture. Um and so uh, the, the where all this is coming from is from the book of Jeremiah chapter the book of Jeremiah chapter 4 uh, chapter 5 Jeremiah chapter 5 from verse 1 yeah verse, verse 1 verse 1 so this is the Lord speaking run up and down every street in Jerusalem says the Lord look I and lo search throughout the city if you can find even one just and honest person, I will not destroy the city. If you can find even one just and honest person, I will not destroy the city. You know, th- this is a very profound scripture because for me, and it's not, it's not, it's not a one-off thing. It's something that God does every time, where He hinges the destiny of a whole nation. On, on finding one man, finding one family, finding a group of persons. Um, so, and that, that's where we want to kick off the conversation from. So the first thought... More like looking for an excuse not to destroy people. Looking for an excuse not to destroy people. I mean, if, if you compare a population of people and then you say, if I can find only one man, I'm not going to bring destruction upon these people. Okay, so, but, but the question I'm going to ask first of all is this. Why would God be talking to one person? What about Jeremiah that is having this conversation oh, with? Okay, can't, Jeremiah too can be that can't one Jeremiah man. Can't Jeremiah be that one man? That's going to be the reason why God will not destroy everybody or the whole city. Um, but, but, I mean, without, without, um, without throwing that line, I, I think the first thing that becomes obvious is that God does not just destroy people. It, not, it doesn't just destroy things. It just does destroy institutions. It doesn't just wipe out a the generation. They must have really come to a point where 
he must really have no choice and to allow them continue is to become a problem in the future. I mean, looking for one man means that everything has really gone very bad. So, um, okay, so uh, let's start this conversation this way. Let, let's look at scripture, particularly the Old Covenant, and see some of the situations where God has singled out a single man and has spotlighted on him. Single man or married man? No, no. Single out a single Come man. Come on, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Single out a man. <laughs> single out a man. Married or not married. <laughs> Wait, does marriage have anything to do with whether God can call a person? Of God can single. So, could Jeremiah be looking for a married man in this? <laughs> could God be asking Jeremiah about a married man? Yeah, no, no, actually, I don't think it does. Does marriage have anything to do with this kind of stuff? I don't think so. Okay, so, so, but, but one of the first examples that comes to my mind is Noah. Noah, and then um, that's that's Genesis chapter six. Genesis chapter six. That's Noah's story. Genesis yep. chapter six. So. Just on the line of the fact that God is saying to Jeremiah that if you can find just one man, I'm not going to take out this whole city. And so, for me, I'm looking for Genesis 6 now. I don't want to go digital. I want to. Okay, this is. Oh, yeah, I'm in 6 already. Okay, so Genesis 6. Um, Okay, so Noah's story starts from verse 9, but I think there's a context to it. Yeah. There's a context in verse, from verse 1. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. And the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. So God has really gotten to that point. Um, for their only mortal flesh in the future... Their normal lifespan will not be more than 120 years. Oh, wow. So, so this is the point where, where this long, unnecessarily long life just gets cut back. I mean, we have stories of um, how long did... Um, how long... So, I mean, people were averaging 900, 800 years. Oh, uh, so looking at Genesis chapter 5, verse 11, Enosh, Enosh lived nine whole five years and he died okay, i think it was just becoming troublesome that people were just getting badder and god wouldn't just put up with people living Seth, very long Seth lived 912 years and then he died <laughs> wait you know, 900 jared lived 100 is not even guaranteed jared lived 962 years and then he died. Until I lived 969 years. Mm. Lamech lived 777 years. So what happens when he gets like 100 years? He just was like, so when are we going to die? 200 years, 300 years, 400 years. It must have been torture even for the men. To mm. continue to exist. Exist in... In somewhat, especially for those of them, pressure from God. Especially for those of them who were God fearing, it must have been a lot of torture for them to live in this. I mean, this is the kind of thing that we want to do right now in our own time. I mean, what I see is just God being loving and amazing. It's bad enough that that people have to live 100 years, 
okay. of, of I mean of 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 continued indulgence. A lot of people always think that sin is very very sweet, but once people that are involved in it, they will tell you that it gets to a point where it becomes a burden. Life becomes like a burden upon people. Um, if you see all these people that have this long life, all this Hollywood long life. Uh, yes, yes, the long life elixir. At the beginning, it gets amazing. It was 100 years, 200 years, you're the oldest person around, you know stuff. Yeah. Then people get to like 300, 400 years. It becomes like a responsibility, but then they get like five hundred years. I mean, I, I was watching a movie by Ben Diesel recently. You remember that movie that was a witch, witch hunter? You know, and he lived like like many centuries. It, be, it becomes really, really. I some of these vampire stories really lonely, and some of these vampire stories even reflect some of the things that you can expect when the man has. We have now come to experience the love of Christ. We have come to experience God Himself. Yeah, to now live in conti- continuously in this state, not being with God. Okay, so so. So, so we see God putting a cap on on human life for our own good, and but 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 he doesn't say that. He says that he was doing it because he couldn't continue to um, bear the existence of men beyond the one hundred and twenty <laughs> years. That's what the, that's what Bible says. Bible says here that my spirit will not put up with man humans for such a long, long time. time. I mean, God must have been like, how much longer does God have to live? I mean, if if we want to give <laughs> many more people a chance to know God on earth. You know, the, someone living up to 900 years old. It has going to become harder and harder and harder how and you, harder. How do you bring someone's person to repent? Because to change. It, it's been around for a long time. A very long time. You know. Okay, so, 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 so in verse 9, which is where we're going to, in verse 9, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Verse 11. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. corrupt. You, know, you know, sometimes, when I think about Nigeria, I, I, I was driving this morning. I mean, it's not even everybody in Nigeria that is corrupt, is it? <laughs> or it's not everybody in Nigeria that has a chance to be corrupt. <laughs> Are you sure you know what you're saying? Because are we not all corrupt in this town? I, I, I am not corrupt. Okay, anyways. This morning, I, th- I, I thought of leaving my lane and, you know, entering to the other lane so I can get to the front on time. And I refrained. I said to myself, if everybody, everybody does that, then there's going to be chaos here. But, but I'm not you corrupt. Know, do you know the thought of I'm not corrupt already makes you corrupt? I'm not corrupt. I didn't do it. <laughs> Is that not self-righteousness? <laughs> Does it already make you corrupt? I thought of it. Does it make me bad? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, I mean, when you're living in a, in a society that is perpetually, I mean, someone was talking on the radio about what the civil service has become, and this is the word he used. Everything is corrupt in the civil service, mm. and then when you enter into the place, you're like a stone in the middle of the ocean, mm. trying to swim upstream <laughs> of a downward spiraling system and it gets worse people who are intelligent and bright enter into the system they just become and they yeah. just become redundant and not able to be because you are at the mercy of politicians you are at the mercy of permanent secretaries you, know, you are at the mercy of all kinds of people so so but but, but i mean leave all that Let, let's focus on noah scripture says noah was a righteous man and the only blameless person living on earth at the time 
it doesn't even say his family was righteous. Hmm. It, it, it doesn't. The Bible mentions. It says his father has three sons: Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But it doesn't say that his family was righteous. Hmm. It just says that he was the only righteous person living on the earth. And then God in verse thirteen says, "So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth itself." So, so um, again, proving the point we were making earlier on that God does not just destroy everything. Mm. Some people always know what is going to happen. I mean, I, I remember uh, sometime t- about two years ago when me and you were having different dreams about bodies in the streets. You understand what I'm saying? And I was talking to a pastor friend too who was telling me how many times he was seeing blood, blood, blood. Every time he, he, he prayed and God showed him a vision. And then the pandemic struck and mm. it took out I mean, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people. I think it's only over a million. I think it's over a million. I'm not sure. Uh, yes, I think it's over a million persons. Uh, death toll. Let's be sure. Death toll. See the way we're talking about death toll of COVID. I mean, just just add one more thing to what you've been saying. Um, in um, in chapter, uh, chapter 7 or uh, verse 7 of chapter 7. Okay. Um, verse 6, Nora was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. Verse 7, he went on board the boat to escape the flood. Oh, he, he was 600 years old? Yes. Okay, so 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 I think it was after the flood that the, that the age limit thing came. Perhaps. I'm guessing. Okay, but it says in the future. Okay, so. Yes. Alright, come on. He, he go went on. on board the boat to escape the flood, he and his wife and his sons and their wives. I mean, so um, one man is considered righteous by God. And then, of course, everybody, everybody in his family that is being to him, one way or another, gets. Ah, that's a very instructive you know, thing. So God, God sees a man, and then by extension, because of his influence. This, this is my question. Do, you, mm. do we think that, that that has really changed in the new covenant, in this new covenant established by our Lord Jesus Christ? Do we think that God now sees families differently? Yeah, of course, individuals must be saved, but do we think that God, God just and suddenly stopped seeing a man and his household together. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think God has stopped hmm. seeing a man and his household. And it's very, 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 very in, in, instrumental to some certain writings that we see that okay. maybe a certain man lived a very good and upright life before God. Maybe his children did not fancy his lifestyle. Okay. But we just see that as it turns out, maybe like a generation or two later on. Just see that this same man, almost everybody in that family, in the people that exists, that is remnant, so to say, yeah, you know, just just has this passion for God. Mm, but, but 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 see, the 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 the, this, the the danger is that we can come to the point where we think that one a man's, man's salvation, a man's salvation passes over his family. Over his family. No, it's not so. Well, I, I didn't say salvation. What I was talking okay, about so, is, so the word salvation is not what we're talking about. What, what, I was, what I was considering is how God perceives a household. No, no, I just wanted to be clear that yeah. it's not yeah being born again that we can pass across to children. But, okay. but, so, but the, so, but so, the mercy so of God, from that perspective, the mercy of God to find the person yes, out, out is stronger because, because of, of the righteousness of his, of his family. So, 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 salvation cannot be transferred from father to child. It cannot be. It's, it's non-transferable. It's, it's, it's non-transferable from 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 parents to children. 
It's not like it's especially if children are accountable. Some people, some some people actually think that that's, that's how it works, and I, I I beg to differ. It's not. My faith in Christ Jesus doesn't guarantee that my child. Will, if it were so, be, then what is remain is that anybody that was not born into a household of faith didn't, does not have any chance. Number one, that's the extreme. Number one, then okay. number two is that. What uh, another consequential thought of that, that this is that once a man is born again, is good enough. Once a man over mm. a household is born again, everybody else can go. Everybody else can. Let's just, get crazy. You know, so that's not, that, that's not how it works. But the yeah. way I, I want to view it is that beyond the salvation that we experience from sin and death, mm. there are other salvations. Okay. That we experience in our everyday lives, which God also uses as instruments to bring people into His faith over time. One thing that I want us to agree about is the fact that a godly man serves as a preservative over a people, mm. over his family, mm. over a nation. Because mm. what we saw from Jeremiah, God is saying that find me one man, and I'm not going to take out the city. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the case of Noah, God is not asking him to look for people. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. But we see that Noah was the only one declared righteous, mm. but by extension, he and his family mm. were saved in that flood. I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope we'll later on in our conversation get to Cornelius somewhere in the new new covenant. Okay, okay. So, uh, so know, like so, I said, but, but, it's, but, a, it's a one but, man, yeah, it's a one man syndrome series. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not, so, it's not a one off thing. Just. To, to, to make things a bit clearer. Okay. We have not said here that one man's salvation is no we have not said consequential that. to every other person getting but, but what we but, have said but what we have said is that the mercy of God that is instrumental, you know I mean we saw a chance to it says that for for, for our grace you are saved truthfully. Yes. So the grace of God that a man has experienced by believing in Christ yeah. can be instrumental to God seeking out every person in his household. In fact, it says in Exodus chapter 34, mm. verse 7, I will lavish, I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. So, so, so God can really look out yeah, and for, seek for, out yeah. for the man's exactly. lineage. Exactly. That's, because that's of what one man's actions. Yeah. So, but in the end, each man or each woman in yeah. that man's lineage still has a choice to make yes, to embrace does. Jesus. You know, to be saved, but yeah. we're saying that God shows special kindness. So, because so, of a man's action, some 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 things that some stupid things that some youngsters could have done that could have just sealed their faith because of one man's because of one man's faithfulness, God has mercy. He can bring, he can he can set them up for a deliverance in that situation, so they can be delivered from sin. That's okay. what I meant by their other salvations. Aside, the yes, main, the yes, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. There, there, there are other, other, other avenues for God to show yeah, to His show, love. To show, yeah, yeah, that's other than um, the initial, yes, exactly, fund, the fundamental one, which we all must get in on. Yes, which is salvation of our souls. Yes, you know. Uh, speaking about the time, just one, one, one more thing before we wrap up this session. Mm-hmm. Speaking about the time that Noah lived in, it was a time of intense corruption, as the Bible describes it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter twenty-four. Um, verse 37 Matthew 24 37 Jesus was talking about Noah he just mentioned the, the time of um, Noah 37 man Noah should, have, Noah should have been around now I mean when the son of man right now man. when the son of man returns I will be it will be like in Noah's days so Noah's days becomes a, a topic mm. in Jesus' conversation 
in those days before the flood the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time noah entered his boat and well, christ was a witness i mean christ what he said that opening line that you just read is very instructive because it's, so, it's not it's not written so, in genesis so, so so we must we must not be deceived by by fanciful thinking that everybody would have been knowing god when Christ comes, Christ is saying that oh. the season of His return is going to be the way things were. This of Noah, corruption is going to be at an all-time you know, high. You know, we grew up with this impression that everybody must know Christ before Christ comes, and we must change our view of what we call revival. People, people sit down in the corner and think that revival is that everybody in Nigeria or in Lagos wow. will, will, wow. will believe in God. Everybody in Nigeria will, will, will suddenly fall in love with God. That's not what Christ said. He said, he says, in those days, like the days, before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings oh. right up to the time Noah entered his boat. And, and, and that's people, how it is right now. 39. People didn't realize that it was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be Clear. when the Son of Man comes. So are we saying... Are, are, are we going to be delusional to think that everybody will believe our message? It's not true. It's but, not, but, 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 it's not true. See, I, I also told the line a little more of the setting. Because, we'll, sorry. Yes, okay. Maybe okay. maybe what informed people to say that, no, uh, to infer that people, perhaps no one preached to people who didn't listen, mm. it's because of what Christ said that it will be like in those days. So, because right as it is now, we are preaching to talk about so, this so, Jesus. So, because there's really no record that Noah went out it's preaching to anybody. Preaching to anybody. Anyway, there, there was no record yeah. of him going there. But but Jesus is giving more insights into the circumstances of the days of, of Noah. Days of Noah yeah. Because it was there, of course. It was and, always and, there. I mean, and he was he's showing us the circumstances, the the somewhat unaware circumstances. The 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 no no is it unaware or nonchalant? Nonchalant. Nonchalancy. Nonchalant. Is is that the same? Can you help me? Is that the same one as the word God was using for Moses when he said, um, um, ah, "I'm looking for the word." When he says, because people, people definitely must have been looking at Noah. They must have seen him doing doing all that work, mm-hmm. and, and some some very wise, inclusive people must have been asking questions like, "What? I mean, what, I mean, what are you, you doing? I mean, you, you don't build." A boat. Look at look at the way my Bible describes the boat. Uh-huh. I, I, so, I mean, you don't a, build a boat. Not the, not the look thing. at it. It's the boat is four hundred and fifty feet long. That's a hundred and thirty-eight meters long. Hmm. One thirty-eight meters. The average building, the average story of a building is about three and a half meters, meters max. Yeah. Let's, let's say let's say three meters. Hmm. Let's say just three meters. Out of a hundred and thirty-eight meters, we're talking about. Wait, 130. That's. That is the That's 10 stories. 10? 30 that? Yes, 130 divided by 3. That 3. Oh. 43 floors. My, my math, my math. If we wanted to look at it going up into the sky, vertically, yeah. we're looking about at about 40 floors in length mm. of the boat. Somebody puts that on the ground, mm. gathers wood. Do you know how much forest it was I had to clear? To get that much wood, it can't be. And then, and then it's it's, it's 23 meters wide. Right. Compared, in fact, the funny thing is, there's a picture here that compares it with the semi truck. You can take out almost eight semi trucks out of that, and somebody builds that, and nobody's asking questions. What are you building? It can't be that. It can't be that. What are you What are you doing, young? I mean, 
old man because he's not he's not yes. young people are, people are going to ask questions old man what are you doing are you? You, are, you are building this massive structure mm. yet nobody was curious enough to even go I'm and sure sneak. No have told them God said that I should do this first. Let it be, let it even be a stow away. Mm. Like you just go and let's even see what's inside. So, uh, so the so, stuff. So and they, then and then they uh, care. See, that, that's not enough. He now begins to gather animals, animals into it. Coming to him and, and they still did not think that they needed to stop and have a second thought about their actions. So so so, so this must be what what perhaps might have informed people to say that no one will preach it. Because there's no one who would have seen the things he was doing. The elaborate preparations. I mean, he had friends. I'm sure. For, I'm sure his children had for, friends. For a time when there was no rain, you know, the elaborate preparations he was making, and the stupidity of his descriptions. The Bible says that. The Bible says, I, I want to show you how many people entered into the boat. It says, he and his wife, his sons and their wives. So his sons had friends. Mm. They did not enter. Mm. His sons' wives had family. They relatives did not, they didn't think had friends he did not think that it was a good idea to even find out so where i want us to end this today is that there's somebody out there listening to us right now who thinks that because he's the only man who is advocating for godliness in his environment he thinks that it's strange and then someone can tell himself that can i be the one that is right and everybody else be wrong it's possible but we are seeing in it's a time, in, in, Christ is saying to us that his coming will be like the days of Noah. Mm. There's going to be a lot of shortage of righteous men mm. around mm. who are going to stand for God. Mm. And then the vast majority of the world is going to be reveling, having fun. Party is going to go, it's going to increase. You know, Banqueting is going to increase. To just add to it. So it's, it's not going to happen in time of sorrow See. And, and, and sadness. Or, or, or wearing our sackcloth and repenting. I think we should correct our impression of this revival. The impression of the end time revival must be corrected. What I'm trying to say, in essence, is for our Lord Jesus Christ to have said that in the time of his coming is going to be like that, what it means is that the possibility of finding entire cities believing in God in the time when Christ returns might not actually be a very realistic way to think. Okay, all right. Um, we have to stop this one because but in the end, I'm, of course, I'm not. The rest of our thoughts today. So this is the first part of a, a number of conversations we're going to be having about the one man syndrome, and um, I, I, I look forward to another opportunity to talk about this very soon. Yep. Um, once again, I want to say to you guys that this is insight. My name is Tawo Imadi, and this is, of course, John Kenny. Kendo Imadi, who is also called John Kenny. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for listening to us. Have a great time doing what you know how to do best. <laughs> Praying, eating. Just remember Noah, mainly. Alright, God bless you guys. Bye-bye.